Now today we begin a three-week sermon series entitled Chosen. And for that series, over the next three weeks, we will look at three particular passages from the book of Jeremiah. And part of my hope is that after these three weeks are over, you and I can look back and we can have either some new or renew, renewed answers to questions like, how are we chosen, for what are we chosen, and what exactly does it mean to be chosen? And of course, this is all driven by the assumption that we have that God is the one that we are chosen by. Now, as we consider our calling together, I think Jeremiah is a good figure for us to look at, because Jeremiah was a No. I was going to say he was a prophet. (laughs) Jeremiah was a prophet, wasn't he? And I think we can relate very well to Jeremiah for a lot of reasons. Now, Jeremiah is the prophet that we know the most about, at least in terms of his feeling, his ideas, his struggles, and everything going on around him. Now, if you're ever on Jeopardy and you get to the double, Daily Double, you might thank me because Jeremiah is the longest prophetic book in the Bible with over 1,300 verses. So Jeremiah takes those 1,300-something verses and tells us a lot about himself, directly and sometimes indirectly. And many times he's considered to be the weeping prophet. Have you ever heard that title? We, the, traditionally, we give... Jeremiah credit for writing the book of Lamentations, which is just right after the book of Jeremiah. And if you read Lamentations, it is a book filled with lamentations, right? A lot of crying going on, if you would. But the fact is, I think you would cry too. If you saw your country If you saw your people, if you experienced your people being overtaken by another, and not just a, a different group of people, but by a group of people whose ways were what you considered to be evil, if you saw everything you knew about your homeland and your home people taken away, I think then we'd have something to complain about too. And thus was Jeremiah's case. This was Jeremiah's time. His people are going through great turmoil. During his life, he's watching many things come to pass. He's watching his family, he's watching his homeland being taken away from him. So maybe Weeping Prophet is a good label, but maybe for good reason as well. But that's getting a little bit too ahead of ourselves. For us today, and for what we'll be talking about for the next three weeks, we need to begin, I think, with the call of Jeremiah. We start with Jeremiah's call story. And this part that we read in the verse... In verses in chapter 1, we have Jeremiah explaining how God called him to be a prophet, right? And we ingeniously label that as a call story, okay? There are plenty other uh, call stories like, the, like this from other prophets. And essentially what the prophet is doing, he said, hey, God called me, this is how. So everything I say now, you know you can trust and you can listen to because God has appointed me. Now with me? Now, Jeremiah's call story sounds a little familiar. In fact, 
most times when you're studying the book of Jeremiah, you have to make a relationship back to Moses because it's very familiar to the call story of Moses where God gives this call and Moses says, I'm not worthy. And God says, I know you're not. That's not the point, dummy. No, it's not what he said. But Moses says, oh, I can't do it. And so does Jeremiah, right? Now, there's a good reason uh, to connect Jeremiah to Moses and it has something to do with his priestly line. And I don't know that necessarily impacts what we're talking about today. But I think you need to understand that. You need to recognize that. But in this call story, we see Jeremiah, of course, being called by God. Right? Y'all with me? Jeremiah was a young man or a boy of priestly line. And essentially what that means, what it all comes down to, whether you understand everything about priests and all this stuff in the Old Testament, really for me what it comes down to is this. Jeremiah was another person trying to learn what it means to love God with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind, and with all of his strength. He was just another person, person doing what people did. And in that normal life that Jeremiah had came a call. God called him in his normalcy. In everyday life, God showed up. Jeremiah's prophetic role started with a call. Now, many good things start with a call, don't they? Think back. Maybe you were a little bit younger, and you saw so-and-so, and your heart just went a little bit faster. And you grabbed the first piece of scratch paper or napkin you could, and you wrote your phone and you said, call me. And then you went home and you wait, back in the day, right? You waited by the phone and waited for a what? And you checked that thing, and man, is this thing working, right? Now today, right, with our cell phones and my battery charged, did I miss a call? You wait for that call. Now, maybe it had nothing to do with your honey bunny. Maybe it's that job interview you went out for, right? You got all decked out. You got your resume polished up, and you went in there for that job, and you laid it down, and you said, here I am. And they said, okay, we'll go home. We'll give you a call. And you went home, and you waited for that call. Now, of course, not all calls are good, right? Some of us know what it means to have some of those midnight calls. But for Jeremiah, it's important for us to realize that for him, it began with a call. When he received that call, everything changed. And it's part of my prayer, brothers and sisters, that as you and I recognize or re-recognize our calling from God, that something would change in us as well. Now, We've got to look at Jeremiah's response. It's a great part of the story. Recognize that God tells Jeremiah that there's something for you to do. There's something particular that you need to do. And what is Jeremiah's initial response? I'm too young. I'm just a boy. And can you hear God saying, oh, sorry, Jeremiah, I created you, but I didn't realize how young you were. Um, I'll just hang up and try somebody else. Thanks a lot. God didn't do that, and God didn't say that. Because God had already prepared Jeremiah. God had already chosen 
Jeremiah, knowing everything there was to know about Jeremiah, how young he was and everything else, good or bad. Y'all with me? God tells Jeremiah, I got something for you to do. And you need to realize, Jeremiah, that I know you can do this. And to me, we have these words from Jeremiah that they received from God, these very powerful words. God already told Jeremiah why he could do what he was being called to do. What did he tell him? Before I formed you, I knew you. I consecrated you. I appointed you, and here's the calling, a prophet to the nation. See, recognize that. Jeremiah, before you knew you, I knew you. Before you let somebody put a label on you, I knew you. Before somebody told you how uneducated you were, before somebody told you how you weren't good enough, how you'd never amount to anything, before somebody told you you were too young or you were too old, before somebody told you you didn't have enough money or enough sense, you were too ugly, who do you think you are? Before anybody told you anything else like that, I knew you for who I created you to be. And that's why, Jeremiah, and that's why, church, we can do the work God has given us to do. Y'all with me? Because if I were sitting when you were, I think I'd have to say amen, but that's just me. I knew you for who I created you to be. Now, as Wesleyans and as United Methodists, we have this, this idea about prevenient grace, the grace of God that reaches out to us way before we ever reach out to it. And I don't know if you get this, but it, it, as far as that goes, you know, before you're born, before you're in the womb, that's about as prevenient as you can get. And God says, I knew you. I formed you. Now, Jeremiah didn't say he was too young. What he told God was, I'm only a boy. Now, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe, maybe I'm not. We'll see. But I, I wonder kind of if, if what Jeremiah was saying is that, well, I'm not ready right now. I'm not always going to be a boy. But one day, I'll grow up. Then you should call me, God. But right now, it's not really a good time for me. I mean, you, you know, I got a lot of things on my plate, God. Got a lot of things going on right now. Give me a call later on, if you would. You know, when, when, let me get a few months into this job first. And then call me back. Let, let, let's get the kids out of the house first. Let me retire. Then call me back. I think we'll be okay. But right now, God, that's, that's not really a good time for me. Now, I don't think that's what Jeremiah said, but I do think that's what we say. Okay. I know you're with me now. Jeremiah eventually responded in a faithful way. If not 
we wouldn't be reading the book of Jeremiah. If not, we probably wouldn't know anything about Jeremiah. He responded in a faithful way. He understood that he was chosen by God to be a prophet, and he accepted that call. Now, what I want you to realize is that that didn't all, all of a sudden paint a pretty picture for him. Everything going wrong in his life didn't automatically turn upside down, and he was ready to go. I can't tell you how much I cringe when I hear pastors offering the world to people who would just believe. As we read further in Jeremiah, Jeremiah talks so much about his frustration with God, his frustration with his call, his frustration with everything going on around him. And yet we're going to try to tell people that if you just accept God, everything will be okay. Have you seen the world? Have you, have you read the news? Preachers want to offer the world. I don't want the world, y'all. I want something a little bit different. And the calling of God is that difference. The calling we receive from God doesn't change everything around us, but it changes us. It can change who we are. It can change our desires. It can change the way we are going in life. More than anything, it gives us direction and it gives us purpose but it gives us God's purpose. When we realize that we are chosen by God to be God's own and to do God's will. Not our own will. Not what somebody else wants us to do. Not what other people expect us to do. But to do God's will. Now friends, as I, as I think about that, being chosen, as I think about Jeremiah being chosen by God, as I consider you and I having the, the, the audacity to think that we might be chosen too, it's hard for me to ignore the words of our Lord Jesus to his disciples. You see, Jesus went place to place. And as he first started out, he'd point out, he says, hey, you, come follow me. You. Come follow me. You, come follow me. And the disciples followed him. And one day, he was having this conversation with them, and he reminded them of something I think is very powerful. You see, you and I, bless our hearts, we get it so backwards. See, we, we, we got ourselves up early this morning, and we got ourselves dressed, and we turned off the TV, and we decided we were going to go to church today. We decided that, yeah, we're going to go do this for ourselves. We decided that we would choose God today. See, but Jesus told his disciples, wait a minute. You didn't choose me. I chose you. Now, I want you to let that just fall into your face. You and I are going to mess up. You and I are going to fall down. You and I are going to make a, a disgrace sometimes of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You and I are just going to get it all wrong. But we are not chosen by our merit. We are chosen by God to be God's people.
and to do God's will.